0: Section 20 of Discovery and Exploration of the Mississippi Valley This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Patrick McAfee, Chicago Discovery and Exploration of the Mississippi Valley by John Gilmary Shea Part 3. Narrative of a Voyage to the Upper Mississippi by Father Louis Hennepin a league below st anthony of padua's falls the picard was obliged to land and get his powder-horn which he had left at the falls on his return i showed him a snake about six feet long crawling up a straight and precipitous mountain and which gradually gained on some swallows nests to eat the young ones at the foot of the mountain we saw the feathers of those he had apparently eaten and we pelted him down with stones as we descended the river Colbert, we found some of our Indians cabined in the islands, loaded with buffalo meat, some of which they gave us. Two hours after landing, fifteen or sixteen warriors of the party, whom we had left above St. Anthony of Padua's Falls, entered tomahawk in hand, upset the cabins of those who had invited us, took all the meat and bear oil that they found, and greased themselves from head to foot, we at first took them to be enemies but one of those who called himself my uncle told me that having gone to the buffalo hunt before the rest contrary to the maxims of the country they had a right to strip them because they put the buffaloes to flight before the arrival of the mass of the nation during sixty leagues that we sailed down the river we killed only one deer swimming across but the heat was so great that the meat spoiled in twenty-four hours. This made us look for turtles, which we found hard to take, as their hearing is acute, and the moment they hear the least noise they jump quickly into the water. We, however, took one much larger than the rest, with a thinner shell and fatter meat. While I tried to cut off his head, he all but cut off one of my fingers. We had drawn one end of our canoe ashore, when a gust of wind drove it into the middle of the great river the picard had gone with the gun into the prairie to try and kill a buffalo so i quickly pulled off our habit and threw it on the turtle with some stones to prevent its escaping and swam after our canoe which went very fast down stream as the current there was very strong having reached it with much difficulty i durst not get in for fear of upsetting it so i either pushed it before me drew it after me, and so little by little reached the shore about one-eighth of a league from the place where I had the turtle. The Picard, finding only our habit, and not seeing the canoe, naturally believed that some Indian had killed me. He retired to the prairie to look all around whether there were no people there. Meanwhile, I remounted the river with all diligence in the canoe, and had just put on my habit, when i saw more than sixty buffalo crossing the river to reach the south side i pursued the animals calling the picard with all my might he ran up at the noise and had time to enter the canoe while the dog which had jumped into the water had driven them into an island having given them chase here they were crossing back when he shot one which was so heavy that we could get it ashore only in pieces being obliged to cut the best morsels while the rest was in the water as it was almost two days since we had eaten we made a fire with the driftwood we found on the sand and while the picard was skinning the animal i cooked the morsels of the fat meat in our little earthen pot we then eat it so eagerly that we both fell sick and had to stay two days in the island to recover we could not take much of the meat our canoe was so small and besides the excessive heat spoiled it so that we were all at once deprived of it as it was full of worms and when we embarked in the morning we did not know what we would eat during the day never have we more admired god's providence than during this voyage for we did not always find deer and could not kill them when we would but the eagles which are very common in these vast countries sometimes dropped from their claws bream, or large carp, which they were carrying to their nests. Another time we found an otter on the bank of the river Colbert, eating a large fish, which had, running from the head, a kind of paddle or beak, five fingers broad, and a foot and a half long, which made our Picard say that he thought he saw a devil in the paws of that otter but his fright did not prevent our eating the monstrous fish which we found very good while seeking the wisconsin river akipageten that savage father whom i had left and whom i believed more than two hundred leagues off suddenly appeared with ten warriors on the eleventh of july sixteen eighty we believed that he was coming to kill us because we had left him with the knowledge indeed of the other indians but against his will. He first gave us some wild rice and a slice of buffalo meat to eat, and asked whether we had found the Frenchman who were to bring us goods. But not being satisfied with what we said, he started before us and went to Wisconsin to try and carry off what he could from the French. This savage found none there, and rejoined us three days after the picard had gone in the prairie to hunt and i was alone in a little cabin on the bank of the river which i had made to screen us from the sun with a blanket that an indian had given me back Aki Pagetin, seeing me alone came up tomahawk in hand i laid hold of two pocket-pistols which the picard had got back from the indians and a knife not intending to kill my pretended indian father but only to frighten him and prevent his crushing me "'in case he had that intention. "'Aquipagetin reprimanded me for exposing myself thus "'to the insults of their enemies, "'saying that I should at least take the other shore "'to be more in safety. "'He wished to take me with him, "'telling me that he was with three hundred hunters "'who killed more buffalo than those "'to whom I had abandoned myself. "'I would have done well to follow his advice, "'for the Picard and myself Ascending the river almost eighty leagues way, ran great risk of perishing a thousand times. We had only ten charges of powder, which we were obliged to divide into twenty to kill wild pigeons or turtle doves. But when these at last gave out, we had recourse to three hooks, which we baited with bits of putrid barbels dropped by an eagle. For two whole days we took nothing and were thus destitute of all support when during night prayer as we were repeating these words addressed to st anthony of padua perunt pericula et necessitas the picard heard a noise left his prayers and ran to our hooks which he drew from the waters with two barbells so large that i had to go and help him without cleaning these monstrous fish we cut them in pieces and roasted them on the coals our only little earthen pot having been broken two hours after night we were joined by Mamenisi, the father of the little indian girl that i had baptized before she died he gave us plenty of meat the next day the indians whom we had left with michael akko came down from buffalo river with their flotilla of canoes loaded with meat Aki Pagetin had as he passed told how exposed the picard and i were on our voyage and the indian chiefs represented to us the cowardice of michael Ako, who had refused to undertake it for fear of dying by hunger if i had not stopped him the picard would have insulted him all the indian women hid their stock of meat at the mouth of buffalo river and in the islands and we again went down the coal bear about eighty leagues to hunt with this multitude of canoes from time to time the indians hid their canoes on the banks of the river and in the islands then struck into the prairies seven or eight leagues beyond the mountains where they took at different times a hundred and twenty buffaloes they always left some of their old men on the tops of the mountains to be on the lookout for their enemies. One day, when I was dressing the foot of one who called himself my brother, and who had run a splinter deep into his foot, an alarm was given in the camp. Two hundred bowmen ran out, and that brave Indian, although I had just made a deep incision in the sole of his foot to draw out the wood, left me and ran even faster than the rest, not to be deprived of the glory of fighting but instead of enemies they found only a herd of about eighty stags who took flight the wounded man could scarcely regain the camp during this alarm all the indian women sang in a lugubrious tone the picard left me to join his host and i remaining with one called Ochimbi, had to carry in the canoe an old woman of over eighty for all her great age she threatened to strike with her paddle three children who troubled us in the middle of our canoe the men treated me well enough but as the meat was almost entirely at the disposal of the women i was compelled in order to get some to make their children's tonsures about as large as those of our religious FOR THOSE LITTLE SAVAGES WEAR THEM TO THE AGE OF FIFTEEN OR SIXTEEN, AND THEIR PARENTS MAKE THEM WITH RED-HOT STONES. WE HAD ANOTHER ALARM IN OUR CAMP. THE OLD MEN ON DUTY ON THE TOP OF THE MOUNTAINS ANNOUNCED THAT THEY SAW TWO WARRIORS IN THE DISTANCE. ALL THE BOWMEN HASTENED THERE WITH SPEED, EACH TRYING TO OUTSTRIP THE OTHERS. BUT THEY BROUGHT BACK ONLY TWO OF THEIR OWN WOMEN, who came to tell them that a party of their people were hunting in the extremity of Lake conde superior had found five spirits so they call the french who by means of a slave had expressed a wish to come on knowing us to be among them in order to find out whether we were english dutch spaniards or frenchmen being unable to understand by what roundabout we had reached those tribes on the twenty-fifth of july sixteen eighty as we were ascending the river colbert after the buffalo hunt to the indian villages we met the Sieur de lus who came to the Naduesias with five french soldiers they joined us about two hundred and twenty leagues distant from the country of the indians who had taken us as we had some knowledge of their language they begged us to accompany them to the villages of those tribes to which i readily agreed knowing that these frenchmen had not approached the sacraments for two years footnote this would make his meeting with duluth take place some time below the illinois according to his description of the river in the english edition doubtless for good reasons he says one hundred and twenty which would bring it just below the wisconsin if duluth came by way of lake superior it is not easy to see how he met them so far down or how after descending the mississippi he needed the aid of hennepin in ascending this officer who figured considerably in the affairs of canada was captain to the marines and was commander of fort frontenac in sixteen ninety six and footnote the sieur de Lu, who acted as captain seeing me tired of tonsuring the children and bleeding the asthmatic old men to get a mouthful of meat told the indians that i was his elder brother so that having my subsistence secured i labored only for the salvation of these indians we arrived at the villages of the isati on the fourteenth of august sixteen eighty I there found our chalice and books which I had hidden in the ground. The tobacco which I had planted had been choked by the weeds. The turnips, cabbages, and other vegetables were of extraordinary size. The Indians durst not eat them. During our stay they invited us to a feast where there were more than a hundred and twenty men, all naked. The first chief, a relative of the one whose body I had covered with a blanket, brought me a bark dish of food which he put on a buffalo robe, dressed, whitened, and trimmed with porcupine quills on one side, and the curly wool on the other. He afterward put it on my head, saying, He whose body thou didst cover, covers thine. He has borne tidings of thee to the land of souls. Brave was thy act in this regard. All the nation praises thee for it. He then reproached the Sieur de Luth, for not having covered the deceased's body as I did. He replied that he covered only those of captains, like himself, but the Indian answered, Père Louis is a greater captain than thou, for his robe, meaning our brocade chausable, which we have sent to our allies, who dwell three moons from this country, is more beautiful than that which thou wearest. Toward the end of September, having no implements to begin an establishment, we resolved to tell these people that, for their benefit, we would have to return to the French settlements. Footnote. Here, à la Hennepin, Duluth, is merged in the we. Oui. End footnote. The grand chief of the Isati, or nadoucieux consented and traced in pencil on a paper i gave him the route we should take for four hundred leagues with this chart we set out eight frenchmen in two canoes and descended the rivers st francis and colbert two of our men took two beaver robes at st anthony of padua's falls which the indians had hung in sacrifice on the trees we stopped near wisconsin river to smoke some meat three indians coming from the nations we had left told us that their great chief named pierced pine having heard that one of the chiefs of the nation wished to pursue and kill us had entered his cabin and tomahawked him to prevent his pernicious design we regaled these three indians with meat of which we were in no want then Two days after, we perceived an army of 140 canoes filled with about 250 warriors. We thought that those who brought the preceding news were spies, for instead of descending the river on leaving us, they ascended to tell their people. However, the chiefs of the little army visited us and treated us very kindly, and the same day descended the river as we did to the Wisconsin. We found that river as wide as the seine Illinois, with a strong current. After sailing up 60 leagues, we came to a portage of half a league, which the nadu Essu chiefs had marked for us. We slept there to leave marks and crosses on the trunks of the trees. Footnote this was the same route that marquette took going down see his description the cacalan rapid had been previously visited and explored by alouet and mentioned in the relation 1660 to 70 And the next day we entered a river which winds wonderfully for after six hours sailing we found ourselves opposite the place where we started one of our men, wishing to kill a swan on the wing, capsized his canoe, fortunately not beyond his depth. We passed four lakes, two pretty large, on the banks of which the Miamis formerly resided. We found Mascutens, Kikapoos, and Watagami there, who sow Indian corn for their subsistence. All this country is as fine as that of the illinois we made a portage at a rapid called cacallid and after about four hundred leagues sail from our leaving the country of the isati and nadouathieu we arrived safely at the extremity of the bay of the Fetid, where we found frenchmen trading contrary to orders with the indians they had some little wine in a tin flagon which enabled me to say Mass. I had then only a chalice and altar-stone, but Providence supplied me with vestments, for some Illinois, flying from the tyranny of the Iroquois, who had destroyed a part of their nation, took the vestments of the chapel of Father Zenobius, member Recollect, who was with the Illinois in their flight they gave me all they took except the chalice which they promised to give back in a few days for a present of tobacco i had not celebrated mass for over nine months for want of wine i had still some hosts we remained two days to rest sing the te deum high mass and preach all our frenchmen went to confession and communion to thank God for having preserved us amid so many wanderings and perils, one of our Frenchmen gave a gun for a canoe larger than ours, with which, after sailing a hundred leagues, we reached missilimackinac where we were obliged to winter to employ the time usefully. I preached every holy day and on the Sundays of Advent and Lent Footnote. in the English edition he tells us that he enjoyed, during the winter, the hospitality of Father Pierron, a Jesuit and fellow-townsman of his own, whom he eulogizes there, but passes over in perfect silence here. What was his reason in each case? In neither he mentions the church at Green Bay. End footnote. The Ottawa's and Huron's were often present, rather from curiosity than from any inclination to live according to the christian maxims these last indians said speaking of our discovery that they were men but that we frenchmen were spirits because had they gone so far the strange nations would have killed them while we went fearlessly everywhere during the winter we took white fish in lake orleans huron in 20 or 22 fathoms water they served to season the Indian corn, which was our usual fare. Forty-two Frenchmen trading there with the Indians begged me to give them all the cord of St. Francis, which I readily did, making an exhortation at each ceremony. We left Missilimackinac in Easter week sixteen eighty one and were obliged to drag our provisions and canoes on the ice more than ten leagues, on Lake Orléans. Having advanced far enough on this freshwater sea, and the ice breaking, we embarked after low Sunday, which we celebrated having some little wine which a Frenchman had fortunately brought, and which served us quite well the rest of the voyage. After a hundred leagues on Lake Orléans, we passed the strait, Detroit, for thirty leagues, and Lake Saint Clair, which is in the middle, and entered Lake County, where we killed with sword and axe more than thirty sturgeon, which came to spawn on the banks of the lake. Footnote: This name is commonly written Saint Clair, but this is incorrect. We should either retain the French form Clair, spelled C L A I r e or take the english Claire, spelled Clare, spelled c l a r e it received its name in honor of the founder of the franciscan nuns from the fact that la salle reached it on the day consecrated to her End footnote. on the way we met an ottawa chief called talon six persons of whose family had died of starvation not having found a good fishery or hunting ground. This Indian told us that the Iroquois had carried off a family of twelve belonging to his tribe and begged us to deliver them, if yet alive. We sailed along Lake Conti, and after a hundred and twenty leagues, we passed the Strait of the Great Falls of Niagara and Fort Conti, and entered Lake Frontenac, coasted along the southern shore. After thirty leagues from Lake Conti, we reached the great Seneca village about Sunday, 1681. We entered the Iroquois Council and asked them why they had enslaved twelve of our Ottawa allies, telling them that those whom they had taken were children of the governor of the French, as well as the Iroquois, and that by this violence they declared war on the French. To induce them to restore our allies, we gave them two belts of wampum. The next day, the Iroquois answered us by two belts that the Ottawas had been carried off by some mad young warriors that we might assure the governor of the French that the Iroquois would hearken to him in all things, that they wished to live with Onontio like real children with their father so they call the governor of Canada, and that they would restore those whom they had taken. A chief named Teganco, who spoke for his whole nation in all the councils, made me a present of otter and beaver skins, the value of over twenty-five crowns. I took it with one hand and gave it with the other to his son, telling him that I gave it to him to buy goods of the other Frenchmen, that as for us bare feet as the iroquois call us we would not take beaver or peltries but that i would report their friendly feeling to the governor of the french this iroquois chief was surprised at my refusing his present and told his own people that the other french did not do so we took leave of the chief men and after sailing forty leagues on the lake reached fort frontenac where the dear recollect father luke was greatly surprised to see me as for two years it had been reported that the indians had hung me with our franciscan court all of the inhabitants french and indians whom we had gathered at fort frontenac welcomed me with extraordinary joy at my return the indians calling me Atcon and putting their hand to their mouth which means bare feet is a spirit to have travelled so far at the mouth of lake frontenac the current is strong and the more you descend the more it increases the rapids are frightful in two days and a half we descended the river st lawrence so rapidly that we reached montreal sixty miles from the fort where the count de frontenac governor-general of all new france then was this governor received me as well as a man of his probity can receive a missionary as he believed me killed by the indians he was for a time thunderstruck believing me to be some other religious he beheld me wasted without a cloak with a habit patched with pieces of buffalo skin he took me with him for twelve days to recover and himself gave me the meat i was to eat for fear I should fall sick by eating too much after so long a diet. I rendered him an exact account of my voyage and represented to him the advantage of our discovery. Footnote. Of course the English edition says nothing about this exact account, nor tells how he concealed the truth and avoided questions. End of section 20 Recording by Patrick McAfee, Chicago.